We have a question about the Dakar rally. Why are the road books all using French abbreviations? And will this change when they go to digital road books? The use of French abbreviations in Dakar rally road books is largely due to the rally's origins. The Dakar rally began in 1978 as the Paris-Dakar rally, starting in France. French was the primary language of the organizers. Hence the use of French abbreviations in the roadbooks. These abbreviations have become standard in rally raid navigation. With the shift towards digital roadbooks, there's a possibility of changes in language and presentation. Digital roadbooks allow for more flexibility in language and can be easily updated or modified. However, it's also likely that French abbreviations might continue to be used due to their established nature in the rally community. The transition might see a blend of traditional and new elements to cater to a diverse array of competitors. They're never changing. The French will never change. Just ask AI. Should we ask him why the French will never change? (laughs) Yes, ask him. Why will the French never change? Hey, ChatGPT, why will the French never change? This is why AI. It sounds like you're touching on the idea that certain traditions or practices, like the use of French in the Dakar rally, tend to persist over time. (laughs) They know who you are. This phenomenon isn't unique to the French. Many cultures and organizations have traditions or established (laughs) traditions that endure. The use of French abbreviations is a nod to its history and origins in France. Yeah, we know. Cultural and historical practices often continue because they provide a sense of identity and continuity. Mm. They can also be seen as a way to honor the past and maintain a connection to it. Yeah, yeah. Thank In you. Practical terms, you should turn him off now. Yes. He's annoying. I was going to ask him if the French were stubborn. Maybe that's a better one. Or sadistic. Mean. This is this Where they is make why a race, they're is, just mean. This is why AI is getting dumber. <laughs> have people getting, like us asking it questions. <laughs> Well, the robots like, will take over eventually. We I won't was, have to do this. I was really smart when the smart people created me. Yeah. Then when they handed me over to the <laughs> normal to the idiots, started asking me like, "What's what's a fart made out of?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're easily entertained. Yes, that's our chat GPT segment for the day. You're welcome. We're going to bring that to you live every day of Dakar Rally Daily for 2024, which is one more day. Ask AI. Just ask AI segment. We need like a exploding need graphic to send your with like questions. With like birds chirping. Ask AI. Bling. Send us your stupid questions. Yeah, we'll just so ask we Chat ask. GPT. Yeah. Like we don't know anything. We're the same as you guys. We don't know much. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, serious time. Okay. This is a serious podcast slash video. It's time to start. Stop messing around. Good morning, everybody. It's Jesse Ziegler. And Quinn Cody. And we're here at Cycle News' established studio empire in the heart of the Inland Empire of California. That's an empire inside of an empire. And we are out here just dominating Dakar Rally coverage for you at Dakar Rally Daily. Brought to you by Climb Technical Riding Gear. Supported by Husqvarna today. Yes. Huskies are OEM sponsor today. I'm excited to see how. They do it super cross this weekend. Yeah. Should be good. Bounce back for RJ Hampshire after that mudder. Maybe it'll be dry. Actually, there looked like there was some rain in the forecast. I know. We might have another roll off scenario out there. Nope. Get these guys a little Dakar feeling of, you know, adversity 
for more than a half hour of their life. Right. Get them out there for a couple hours at a supercross race. <laughs> Start the year off with a couple of mutters. <laughs> Thanks Husqvarna for coming on board. Thank you very much. Rally navigator for showing us what the heck these guys are looking at all day. French ab abbreviations and all. Yes, that's right. If you missed uh, our chat GPT section today, we asked chat GPT why all the abbreviations are in French still. And it has a great answer. Yes, it does. Giant Loop Moto, Fast Company, Handlebars, Foot Pegs, Spoke Wrenches. Those guys are great. Giant Loop, get your bags, put all your stuff in it, go camping on your bike. It's fun. We did it once. Yeah. And we haven't had time to do it again. <laughs> no, it's not a lot of time for motorcycle camping these days. Uh, your boys at Moto Minded, thank you for supporting our chainslayer.com slash Dakar Fantasy League. It's getting tight for that gas, gas, e-moto, e-bicycle, Moto One. You're going to want to check that out. That's a grand prize. Yes. JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. I had a direct message from Jimmy Lewis last night. Uh-oh. Very serious message. He said, instead of teasing me all the time on the show, maybe you could promote my February class schedule. So my job today is to say, go to JimmyLewisOffRoad.com, sign up for the newsletter, get signed up for his February class schedule, one of his training classes. And if you mention Dakar Rally Daily, you get a special surprise. <laughs> Oh, I can't imagine what that surprise is going to be. Nobody knows what it is. Jimmy doesn't know yet. Maybe he does. Yeah. So somebody out there listening really needs to go to the sign up for yes. a class in February for, with Jimmy Lewis. And Please so do. And so you can let us know what the surprise is. We're curious. Yes. So go check him out. Please. So we can find out what this special surprise is at jimmylewisoffroad.com. Also, Taco Moto down there in Vegas. Thank you for supporting us. And Peak Design, Quinn's all set up with his case, and he's just been walking around the office showing it off to everybody. Good job. I already lost my tripod, but I still got the case. <laughs> it's on your desk, I'm sure. It is. It is in my desk at work. Well, Stage uh, 11 finished up today at the Dakar Rally, and we have some interesting results and some very, very powerful performances across the board and it's exciting to talk about. We also have some very exclusive video chats with people coming up on the show and audio chats for you listening on the podcast. Yes, we do. And we have some insight into a privateer racer that's very entertaining and, you know, comedic, I would say. Yep. Entertaining. I would say so. Let's, uh, shall we get into the top 10? Yeah, we should. Top 10, Ross Branch got the stage win today after a very, very good ride through rocky, terrible terrain, starting in seventh place. So he did have tracks in front of him that certainly helped him out along the way, but still not an easy race to get up there to try to get back some of that time he lost yesterday on Ricky Brabeck. Yeah. I mean, awesome, awesome ride for Ross. He was kind of set up in the position where he could ride from the back, uh, make some time on, on Ricky Brabeck, hopefully. And, uh, you know, Ricky started first and had to lead yeah. out the entire stage after uh, after winning yesterday. Yeah, Ricky didn't make it easy on Ross today because he basically just ran away from everybody all day, checked out, said, peace out, this is my race, I'm taking control, I'm getting all this bonus time. Ricky got second on the day, uh, adjusted time 30 seconds back. So he put 545 of bonus time on his clock too Yeah, from leading the course. So Ricky rode That's an amazing race today. That's an incredible ride for Ricky. I mean, he led the entire day, collected every second of possible bonus time. So he did exactly what he needed to do. He, he couldn't have done more, really. Nope. Mm -mm. 
It's perfect. You wrote a perfect race today. Behind him, a lot of stuff unfolded, including Adrian Van Beveren battling, crashing, you know, getting through these rocks as fast as he could, but still struggling through that rocky terrain. Um, he finished 317 back behind Branch on the stage, uh, but Honda performing really well. Again, two Hondas in the top three. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's clear that these guys are operating on a different level this year. And, you know, we knew, we knew going into the race that, that, uh, you know, the, the KTM brands were gonna, we're gonna have a tough time with all their injuries and, uh, you know, kind of Strength of the short team. bits of time to prepare and whatnot. But, um, you know, this is really showing the hunt. I mean, the Honda guys have, have dominated. Definitely dominating performance behind Adrian Van Beveren, Luciano Benavides was 438 back on the day behind Ross Branch in fourth place. Toby Price right behind him, 631 off the pace today in fifth place. Then we had Brad Cox, another Rally 2 guy, cracking into that almost top five. Brad Bradley Cox was 805 back on the day. Really strong ride by Brad. So Brad Cox, good ride, Rally 2 guy. Uh, more Rally 2 to talk about later because that race has gotten crazy, crazy yeah. good. Um, Kevin Benavides right behind him, 10 minutes back. So 10 minute gap to seventh place today on the stage. Daniel Sanders, 1223 behind Ross Branch today. Meshek in ninth place, 1427 back. And then Stefan Svitko, 1547. You're going to notice some names not in there like we yep. always do. Mostly the two Honda guys, Quintanilla and Nacho Cornejo. What happened to them today? I'm not sure about Quintanilla. I don't know exactly, but we do know that Nacho had a fuel pump failure. Yeah. And it looks, sounds like he lost his fuel pump in the front tank. And so he had to actually remove the front tank and pour his fuel into the, into the rear tank. What a pain in the ass. Yeah. Pain in the, <laughs> yeah, pain in the ass and very, very stressful for the Honda team. Right. Because, I mean, if they have fuel pumps failing with a day to go. Imagine got, what they're thinking in their head. Like, yeah. oh, replace all fuel pumps. Ricky Brabeck leading this race overall. Um, and yeah, so I imagine there'll be some fresh fuel pumps going into those, maybe those a, Hondas. Maybe another plan of attack but in case it, this happens. It, you know, it's, it's stressful because, okay, yeah, do you, you know, you have a working system, right? Do you mess with it? Do you over, do you over prepare something? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, let's just and, leave it alone. Uh, it's working. Sometimes, or... yeah, sometimes too much maintenance can be a, can be an issue too. So, uh, that's very true. Yeah, for sure. I think Ricky's bike is going to be run through top to bottom tonight. And his mechanic is just going to stay up and stare at it all night. Just trying to will it to like everything be fine. Yep. Remember we talked to Kendall. Kendall was Ricky's mechanic in 2020 when he won. Yeah, that's right. And it sounds like it was a pretty stressful moment. It was those last few days, a bit of a high pressure situation for Kendall. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, I think he was not enjoying the the stress of he that. Didn't, and, he didn't go back to be a mechanic again. He went back and drove a motorhome. He's like, this is way better. Yeah, cooking cooking I'll dinner cook, for I'll the cook guys. dinner and drive a motorhome, yeah. but I am not going to be a mechanic anymore. Yep. Uh, let's hear from stage winner uh, Ross Branch today first because he won the stage. He deserves the credit. Great ride by Ross. Yes, sir. Ross Branch, maybe not enough today, but how was your stage? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, really rocky, some some sketchy places, but uh, all in all, it was a great ride, and I enjoyed the the whole stage. I didn't make any navigation mistakes today, so I'm proud. No matter the outcome, I'm I'm really happy with how I went today. I heard you talking about the camel grass. 
maybe something you need to work on? Is that a bike thing or a you thing or a bit of both? I think it's a it's a me thing, you know. I think it's just a, a mental block for me. Uh, I've had some big crashes in the camel grass from the time I started that car, and uh, I've just got to get over it. So I've got to have a cup of cement and build a bridge and get over it. But uh, yeah, there's there's definitely some stuff I need to work on, and uh, got another 11 months to to go and and uh, you know get the, those things better and just work on a, on a few small issues that I have, and uh, then hopefully next year will be better. Still one more stage to go. I mean, anything can happen, but uh, you got through clean and you're feeling good. And like always, man, you're smiling. <laughs> you have a huge fan club out there that love your stoke. So thank nice you, one. guys. That's it. You know what more can you ask for? You out to your motorcycle, are having some amazing fun in all these beautiful places, and uh, riding with some some mates. And uh, yeah, I'm just just having a good time, you know, and really happy and proud and privileged to be here. So enjoying it while I can, and uh, obviously a win is a big bonus. So uh, giving about all for that too. <laughs> you didn't have any of your own team behind, but did any of the KTM boys put their hand up to maybe chip in and help if possible? Yeah, you know, today I found out uh, there's some there's some friends in the sports and there's some not so good friends in the sports. And uh, the friends uh, really let me by and encouraged me to go faster. And the guys that weren't in the race really moved over and let us race the race. And then there's there's the other guys, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, it's it's good to know that now, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens this next year. It's going to be an interesting one. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Ciao. I think that's the maddest I've ever seen Ross Branch in the history of Ross Branch. Yeah. That's that's a pissed off Ross Branch, <laughs> right? Isn't yeah. that? That's like as mad as he gets it, on, it, on camera. On or camera, on at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, what an amazing guy. And, yeah. you know, I think what he was kind of alluding to there is that it was a, it was a dusty, rocky stage and, and Ross was coming from the back. And, yep. of course, you know, he's got to pass people, right? And some of the guys are maybe a little bit off the pace. They're just trying to mail it in, get it to the finish line. But it's still not easy. You got to take risks to pass guys. And yeah. So if if people aren't moving over and getting out of your way, it's uh, it's frustrating. And uh, especially if they're not in the race for the overall. Yeah. Right? Well, he's he's trying to put every second he can into Ricky mm-hmm. at this point. And these people are just maybe maybe not intentionally, but maybe not yeah. getting out of the way because they're racing too. They're right? racing too. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I mean, some people just maybe are just not thinking about it, just doing their thing. Yeah. But I mean, they come into the refuelings together, you know, they know, you know. he's right behind him. You leave out of the refueling right in front Seconds of Seconds in front of him. And, uh, yeah, if you're not, if you're not backing off and letting the guy who's contending for the overall, either you got a friend up front or, or you just don't care. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, I mean, we won't really say who it was, but. Well, we don't know for sure. It we 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 know pretty certainly from looking at the tracking that it wasn't it wasn't one of the Hondas. It doesn't seem to be a Honda because he wasn't around any Hondas. No, Nacho he passed Nacho in the dry lake bed. Nacho was Nacho was at, broke at a down still when he passed him, and he so. never caught Adrian. Yep. So unless Quintanilla like blocked the trail sideways with his bike and wouldn't let him by in a canyon or something, but it doesn't seem to be that way. No, so all speculation at this point, but it. You've been on a trail ride before, even there's like a trail ride with people and there's just always that one guy that like shouldn't be in front of you, but he is. And you're like, dude, like I'm just eating your dust for no reason. Just move over oh, yeah. or go faster. So I don't have to be behind you. Like take your pick, like get out of my way or get behind me. And like, how frustrating would that be? If you have to spend 
four hours on a race course with that guy when you're battling for the win of the biggest race in the world. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating when you're racing and you know you have the pace. That's the yeah. That's the hard thing is when you're backing off the throttle and slowing down because the guys you're thinking those seconds are going away. Out. And that's that's Ross Branch pissed off, yep. which I'm glad we finally saw him almost not smile. He almost not smiles when he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Ross for that. We appreciate you taking your time to talk to our man Anthony on the ground on all these days, even on tough days like today. Yep. And I think on the other side of that, yeah, we've got our, uh, got our, our buddy Ricky Brabeck, uh, second on the stage, second on the stage, looking great for overall tomorrow's stage. Isn't short, short, but, um, here's Ricky after the day today. Let's see where he's feeling. Ricky Brayback, you just put in a champion stage, I think. It's still one more day to go, but you earned it. How you feeling? Yeah, I would say this is definitely my best stage of the rally. Uh, 420 kilometers open solo. Uh, a lot of rocks, and uh, yeah, I made no mistakes. I The last 100 Ks, I tried going pretty slow, um, just to kind of set back the time so I could not be first tomorrow. But I mean, I, I just cruised and rode uh, mistake-free, and I think, you know, the others were pushing and made a mistake crash, so. Yeah, one stage left to go. Um, you know, I've, I've had a fun, fun time here, so let's, uh, let's see what tomorrow brings. Let's wrap this thing up and, uh, Let's have some fun and go. You kind of mentioned it's a pressure cooker, but once you get the helmet on, I mean, you're riding so well. Is it? Are you just kind of in the flow and having fun, or you're feeling pressure? Uh, yeah, you know, today there was pressure because Ross started so far behind me, and he had like a big margin that he could make up. But uh, I'm telling everyone, dude, this is the most stressful race I've ever done in my whole entire life. Just because, I mean, if you guys have been watching or listening to the show, uh, there's a, there's a, two days we were like one second apart or two minutes apart or seven minutes apart. And I mean, that's still a little bit close for comfort. Um, you know, if you can have like, if you can maintain a 10 minute lead, then that's, that's a little bit more comfort. If you can, if you can have a 10 minute lead and then have the guy, you know, fighting for you or fighting with you close to you each day, that makes things a lot easier. But when you have a 10 minute lead and then your, your guy that's in second starts 18 minutes behind you and he can make up 18 minutes on you, this is where it's tough. But I'm happy, like I said today, to get to the finish line and um, see him not here yet. Well, I mean, even just as we talk to you, you you're shifting from stoic to stoked. So yeah, it's we got one more day, so we'll see. Nice work. Congrats on the stage. Thank you. A lot of good work out there today on that stage from Ricky. Yeah. Good insight into the ment mentally breakdown of the whole race for him this year so far. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome uh, stage for him. And I mean, what a, what good execution of a, of a rally stage really, when you think about it, I mean, he absolutely just crushed the stage led from start to finish with a lot Backed of pressure off the last hundred K's, you know, to make sure that he didn't win tomorrow, which was key. So really, I mean, he couldn't have executed this better. He only lost mm. 32 seconds to Ross branch in yep. the general Yeah, finished second. So he has his main rival starting in front of him tomorrow who has to lead out the stage and somehow 
and time. it's he's got a hundred and seventy five kilometers, which is just a, just over a hundred miles to, to ride the, to make up ten minutes, which is really hard to do from the front without any mistakes. Yeah, but so, and Ricky, I mean, God, he's just riding so good. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, his, you've seen the footage and the reels we've shared on social media. He looks like a different rider. He looks yeah. untouchable. And his experience now, like right, being yeah. able to to lead out the stage, open the track, know where he is on stage. And, you know, know roughly where the rest of the, the pace of the rest of the guys are going and being able to like, just monitor his pace and, and can kind of control yeah. is, is pretty, pretty actually extremely impressive. I, I haven't yeah. seen a guy do this in, in rally for a long time. Yeah. He's putting a master class out there. Yep. Very cool. Uh, people that are struggling a little bit. I mean, everybody else is struggling compared to Ricky Brabeck <laughs> in a sense. Um, but let's hear from Toby Price. We got a Toby Price chat at the end of the stage today. Try to see where his head's at after so many days of struggle at this rally, really. Eleven's done, so uh, one more stage to go. Short one tomorrow, which is, yeah, nice feeling. We had a nice little sleep in this morning and then um, short liaison, which was like six kilometers. Uh, a lot of stones, a lot of rocks and that today. Um, about 25 k's in, I just uh, I, I, I brushed it on a bush and got a mad big thorn in my arm. So uh, until the refuel at like 167, it was a bit of a bit of a mission. But um, yeah, after that, like, it was just all more stones, more stones, and um, yeah, we we just try to get through in one piece. And uh, yeah, main goal is uh, leave this race healthy. Um, yeah, the result's not so great, but. Um, it is what it is, and we, yeah, we've got some homework to do, and um, we look forward to uh, seeing that checkered flag tomorrow. Homework. Yeah. Toby's coming to the twilight of his career, though. Do you think he'll be back for another Dakar rally? I feel like Toby's going to ride as long as they <laughs> give him a bike to ride. Seat, yeah. I think Toby's going to going to keep riding. Mm -hmm. um, if he maybe if he knocks off another one, he might consider you know ending it on on a high note but yep, got you you know these guys they're they're competitors and they don't want to just leave with a sixth place or something right yeah they sure, want to sure, they sure. want to come back and he wants to win know, on he wants to go out on the top uh we don't have anything from adrian van beveren yet but noted um he's in a tight battle for the overall podium but we do have nacho and nacho had a trouble issue today we want to hear yeah. about that see if we can get some insight from him on his fuel pump issue so here's nacho Bummer for today, some mechanical issues. What happened? Yeah, we were right there in the fight for the podium and had some fuel pump issues with the front tank. Had to run out of fuel with the rear one and had to stop to see what was the issue. I still don't know, but I took the decision to take one tank out, pass gasoline to the rear one and go to the first refueling. I lost a lot of time and then from refueling to refueling, I was pretty tight to arrive just with the rear tank, so I had to manage the speed a little bit, slow down to, to make it. I arrived with the smell of the fuel to the second refueling, and luckily didn't have to stop again, but yeah, uh, bummer. We're out of the podium fight, and yeah, we'll just bring the bike to the finish tomorrow. Well, you've run an amazing race. You should be proud of yourself. Thank you, it's hard. Uh, we had high goals, and I just, a little sad but it's just racing so we have to go wow you're very gracious good luck to the end 
Mm, bummer for Nacho to get knocked out of the podium contention like that with the mechanical. Yeah, that's a that's a big bummer, and he's done such a good job this year, leading out a bunch of stages and really supporting Ricky in a way. You know, I think that Ricky probably couldn't have done what he's done without Nacho there yeah. to kind of having key such off a strong and, teammate. And, yep, and so, roommate. Yep, and sharing the motorhome, yeah. of course. Right. Here's how the uh, overall shaking out since we're talking about it. Ricky's got you know a ten twenty two lead over Ross Branch right now. Second place, and then Adrian Van Beveren's fourteen thirty-one behind Ricky in third place. This puts him, you know, basically four minutes behind Ross for that second spot, which he will be fighting for tomorrow for sure, as much as he can. There's Nacho right behind him in fourth place, thirty-eight forty-four now. So went from yeah. contention to being, geez, just probably probably too far out to get back on that podium for Nacho. Right, and so I mean, there is potential tomorrow for a. Uh, for a Honda one, two, and, Definitely. Uh, yep. you know, Adrian, I think he's going to, he's going to come out swinging, trying to yeah. bump Ross off of that, uh, off that of that second, second. because, uh, Ross is going to lead out mm -hmm. and Adrian's coming from third. So he's got, you know, six minutes, basically six minute gap that he can technically close. If Ross has one small little navigation mistake, who so, knows? That's all it's going to take. It'd be yep. exciting to watch. And Ricky's got to get through there clean as well. Yeah, yeah. Without yeah, any I mean, issues. They all, they all have to get through there clean, right? Yeah. I, I mean, what if Ricky loses a fuel pump, right? Yeah. Like, he has a little nacho. I mean, luckily, it's a short enough stage. I think they could do 175 kilometers on, on a short tank. tank, but... Pretty stressful for Nacho out there just hoping that his bike has enough gas to get to the next refueling, and then, hmm, yeah. I don't know how much so I have left. He, he came in on fumes. Uh, or let's or hear, on smell. Or on smell, yeah. The, the smell <laughs> of fumes. Let's hear from uh, Daniel Sanders right now. He, we got a quote from him after the end of the stage, and it's kind of good insight to see where the Gas Gas crew is kind of sitting mentally and what their struggles have been for this race. Daniel, your rally's nearly over. Looking forward to the end of it? Absolutely. Can't wait. <laughs> How's the body? Yeah, body's all right. Um, yeah, it's just surviving and just getting through, trying to get through it in one piece. So that's, that's the goal. Unfortunately, um, we're way out of way out of reach for the podium. So yeah, we're just trying to enjoy it as much as we can, and um, yeah, just get through in one piece. Sounds like you were uh, courteous to Ross there, letting him through. You got a personal favourite? Yeah, no, you know, I'm like, I knew it was coming during the day, and I was fighting for the win and the podium. So I don't want to be that guy. You know, I expect the same if I'm in that position. Six minutes, and obviously the guy behind is faster, so you let him go and, and let him fight for the, the win and the podium. So no, that's just how, how it goes in rally. I'm not, I'm not being, if I was in contention for it, I wouldn't look at it. So, um, yeah, you just, it's just how it goes. We're all mates out here, so help each other out when we can. And it, always, it always helps. Out. I'm sure they all need it back. Right on. Any words for Matthias back home? Um, I speak to him every day, so he knows what he needs. He's in the pain cave. Yeah. Get more insight into the Ross Branch passing people a little bit. Clearly, uh, 
Daniel let him by and knew, yep. hey, this guy six, started six minutes behind me. He's faster than I am. He's in contention for the win. Courteous thing to do is to let him go. Yeah. I or mean, not hold him up. He's not letting people go. But. For sure. Any, you know, any experienced guy who's who's out of the fight and, you know, it'd be like getting lapped at a supercross race and having, you know. <laughs> Throwing your arms out. Trying, trying, to, to, trying to block people. Trying to block people or what whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, Ross had made up a lot of time on him. So Daniel was courteous and pulled over. But maybe not everyone had the same uh, yeah. wherewithal to we'll do that. We'll see so. if we can get more info on that. <laughs> I like the dirt. Give yeah, me the dirt, Quinn. No, you know Sanders has been struggling. You know he came into this race, I would say, underprepared, and his his femur was still just in the healing process and totally brutal. You know, so he's he's a soldier, man. He's battled through this thing, and you know it's I would say a pretty pretty good solid overall finish in in the end. Yeah, right now you know, uh, Toby's sitting in sixth. I think we stopped on him uh, overall, right behind Kevin Benavides. These guys are forty two, forty seven minutes out of the overall. Lead, Daniel Sanders is right behind Luciano. So Daniel's sitting in eighth place overall. He's an hour 12 off pace. Then Stefan Svitko in ninth, 154, almost two hours. And then uh, Mishek in 10th. He is 243 out. So almost three hours separating the top 10. Yeah. Big separation out of those top three for sure. Definitely, yeah. This is a bit of a, a different rally this year you know it's it's interesting since we've moved to saudi and seen the race evolve uh the way it was when it first arrived to the way it is now is quite a, quite a bit different you know mm-hmm. we, we would see those 15 20 minute swings every in the, day in the beginning and yeah. now that with this bonus time and everything else it's it's really tightened the race up and given the guys the ability to to lead out stages and still have the opportunity to win the race which ter- sounds like it's just creating a lot more stress for the racers. Ricky is stressed out because yeah. the racing's so tight. Yeah. But it makes it fun to watch. It does. Fun to watch and talk about. Speaking of tight races, Rally 2 got pretty tight today. Yes, it did. Bradley Cox got the stage win today. I think it's his second in class for the year. I'd have to check that. But it's something like mm-hmm. that. It's pretty close to his second stage win. He got sixth overall on the stage. Uh, finished right in front of Harith Noah, who we talked to yesterday on the show, he was actually a pretty big gap, eight minutes on him today. So Bradley really threw down Yep, on the stage. And uh, Matthew DeVizzi, and the big story is you got to scroll down to fifth place to see Romain Dumontier. So Romain had an issue today. Yep. For sure. Yeah, what did he have, a crash or a mechanical or something? I yeah. I read through the the news and I think it was, yeah. He crashed. It was a crash, yeah. And uh, so he lost 18 minutes, which... Puts him now in uh, second, second in, the in the general. He's he's five minutes behind uh, Arith Noah. Yeah, Arith so did a little leapfrog on him. He's not paying now, attention to his results. He's leading the class. He's gonna have to start paying attention to results soon. He might have to pay attention. Those tonight. days are Just, over. I mean, what if he was only three seconds ahead and he didn't know? <laughs> he didn't it, know. Right? Like he's yeah, yeah. Five fifty three ahead. Bradley Cox is six twenty eight. So really only a minute or so separating second and third there too. Another yep. tight race between that second spot. Right. Bradley has the opportunity to maybe uh, even pass up uh, Romain, depending on, mm-hmm. you know, his condition. He could be beat up and sore and, yeah, you know, so. Very cool to see that, you know, Rally 2 division get hyper competitive as well. Yeah. And it's cool. It is like we, you know, when we talk to Romain about it, you know, explaining what the Rally 2 is. And it's really, exactly. these are the these are the guys that are funding it themselves or, you know, through private sponsors of so the non-factory yeah. guys. 
Um, you know, the bikes are basically, you know, the same. They're 450 rally bikes, but it's not that factory level of yeah, I mean, multi-million dollar support there. Exactly. They don't have the factory engine possibly, uh, mm -hmm. their suspension's know, not rebuilt every day and they're not in getting, a custom suspension shop that's traveling with the team well, and they're not getting paid. <laughs> and they're also not race. getting paid, which is the key they're point paying to race. So, I mean, the integrity of the rally two class needs to stay that way. I think it has to have some separation of support yeah. limit to be eligible, but also bumping these guys out. Like they were mentioning is seems really unfair. Like really, really brutal. Right. Yeah. So you what have, are you going to do? Do the same budget, pay your own way and compete against Toby Price and Ricky Brabeck? Yeah. I think, you know, you get bumped out kind of when you, when you get on a factory team yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Or when you, yeah, finish. I don't know what the, mm -hmm. what I don't the know criteria what the, is, but I know Mason moved up from rally two to GP. GP. That was probably his idea. Yeah, he wanted to do that. He's like, I don't want to be in, G in Rally 2 at all. I just want to be race with the big guys. <laughs> Straight in there. Straight in there. Not a lot changing up in the original by Mole Tool or Malimoto class. Tobias Ebster is just dominating. He's still got about a two-hour two lead over Jerome Martini from Belgium. Um, and then Albert Martin Garcia taking the third spot right now. Yeah, he's five... Almost six hours behind yeah. Hipster. Big discrepancy in time here. But I think, yeah, Tobias actually had an issue on stage today. He uh, he didn't just cruise right through. He had to stop a couple times, and I think he was messing with his road book and doing some doing some maintenance Making on the bike. Lost some time in the general, but luckily he has a two-hour window. Yeah, I think he could stop and do whatever he needs to do. Kyle McCoy finished again, looks like. Yeah, Tenth man, place, Kyle. holding that 10th place down. He's 20 hours behind the leaders, but... You know, he's been on his bike racing for 75 hours. He'll be on that thing pushing 80 hours of race time by the end of this race. Yeah. Which, is a, which is a beat down. Gnarly. Kyle's <laughs> beat down. Kyle's stage was seven and a half hours today. Wow. That he was on the bike. So that's, geez, right to the end, man. That's not easy and for anybody. As we speak, there's still guys out there riding. Yeah. And we so, got a little sneak peek of the struggle we don't get a lot of live coverage of the people that are racing. Like I would call normal people, like yeah, know, people that you would know racing, not people like, you know, Toby price and Ricky Brabeck and these people. It's like normal people like that just work their ass off to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're really good writers still, but we got some, we got some insight. We posted it on our social media this morning. It's a reel of a racer stuck in the rocks in a car co-driver jumps out of his car jumps on his bike and takes off and we're like this is amazing like yeah this guy is rides his so bike up beat down this rocky nasty hill for him that a car co-driver gets out and has to ride his bike up because this guy's beat down like for sure <clears throat> we didn't know who it was we didn't know anything about it but our guy ashley house actually presents the youtube dakar official voiceover highlight guy tracks him down and is a, it's a great story yeah we get this guy so gets, we have his story straight from Ashley. Gets all the information for us. So here's just, here's our story from Ashley and uh, the little highlight reel, if you're watching on TV, of Oran O'Kelly just battling his way through this section. Hey, 
Hey guys, hey everyone who listens to the Dakar Rally Daily. What a rally raid we've had. Oh my goodness. I've had a great chat with Ricky Brabeck today who is on course to take a second title. But I wanted to tell you about another guy, a rookie riding his first ever Dakar, Oren O'Kelly from, from Vendetta Racing. He's an Irish guy and today in the Canyon of Death, which was rocky as as anything absolutely unbelievable if you see the pictures of it uh, he just couldn't get out there were too many rocks too much grit too many pebbles it was just too gnarly and there was no way he could get out he literally couldn't pick up his bike he's so tired uh, and what happened was Mathieu Serradori and Loic Monodier who are chasing fifth in the cars championship uh, they arrived behind him and Oren was blocking their way both those car drivers have ridden uh, eight Dakars on bikes between them and so Minodier jumped out of the car even though they were chasing picked up uh, Oren's bike and rode it, rode it out of trouble himself, got him out of trouble and then ran back to his car uh, and jumped in and they drove away. Oren had about, I don't know, 100, 150 meters to walk back to his bike and you could tell he could literally hardly lift his feet up. I've just been to get an interview with him for the podcast for you guys exclusively tonight, uh, but it is six o'clock here. The top guys came in at 1 p.m. and his manager told me he's not gonna finish the special for about another hour. That is literally six hours on the track, out on the road, out in the uh, on the terrain, six hours longer than the top guys when they came in. It's an unbelievable story. His manager told me he is dead on his feet. His whole body is black and blue. This kid is having a really, really tough time. But if he makes it in here tonight, he will have achieved what so few people manage, and that is to finish the Dakar rally. An unbelievable achievement, but an incredible story as well. My favorite story of this whole Dakar has been the one about Cesare Zacchetti, which you told the other day, the guy who buried himself in the sand. I spoke to him yesterday. He's given me the pictures uh, and the videos <laughs> from that night when he had to bury himself in the sand on the 48-hour chrono. Uh, and that story is going out on my YouTube highlight show tonight, so make sure you catch it. Uh, Quinn, Jesse, thanks again for everything that you do, every single rally raid, every single Dakar. Uh, it is so good to listen to you guys every night, and I hope your audience as i'm sure we all do appreciate the hard work you go to especially getting up so early in the morning uh, you guys are legends of the sport just like some of these guys are as well it's been an incredible dakar an incredibly hard dakar Rickard, ricky told me it's the hardest he can ever remember uh, he's gonna win i'm pretty sure uh, and you guys definitely have won the uh, dakar podcast race no yeah, doubt about that yeah, trophy. Okay, checking out this is ashley house from saudi arabia one day left i tell you what i I am absolutely dead myself. Goodness only knows what the guys might be feeling. Okay, cheers, guys. Enjoy. Awesome. Thanks so much, yeah. Ashley, for that. That's great insight. And I mean, the first time I saw that footage of this guy in the rocks, I'm like, no, I've been there. Like, I've ridden <laughs> spots where I'm just smoked, you know, whether it's faking my way through a hardened arrow again or something, just being like, all I yeah. can do is barely move this thing and I'm exhausted. And some dude comes up and jumps some, on your bike and rides it up the hill for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Just I think like, I've had to ride your bike up a hill before. I have no shame in that. Nope, that's fine. <laughs> and for the people commenting, you know, there's a couple of people like, oh, that guy's, that guy can't ride his own bike. Wah, wah, wah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, listen. Go ahead. He's yeah, probably been on his bike for 75 hours. Of, <laughs> of racing. And honestly, and, this guy makes that look really easy. I, I was going to say the first thing I thought when I saw that and I see the co-driver jump out and I'm like, oh, he's going to push him up the hill or something. Yeah. 
grabs the bike and I'm like, oh, no way. Wait, Whoa. what? He's actually a very good motorcycle like, rider. He must know how to, and then yeah, he just takes off. And so yeah, he's obviously a competitor and a lot of these car guys are former bike competitors who've transitioned into the car and- Gotten smarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotten into a car. But yeah, eight eight Dakars on bikes between that driver and co-driver. So yeah. just, just because, just because a, the guy in the car made it look easy doesn't mean it's easy. Legendary moment. You're gonna see that one on the highlight reel for, uh, for a many long years time. to come. And kudos to O'Kelly. Like that guy's out there yeah, getting it done. He's a beast. Lots Still of more riding. story. I think we're going to get an interview for tomorrow's show from him, but Irish competitor. There's only been a handful of people in from Ireland that have competed like maybe 10 or 11 yep. total in Dakar history. And I think only three or four have finished. So like this is historical moment as well. So very cool. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you, Kelly. Oh, Kelly for giving us some info yes. <laughs> or some entertainment. Super cool. Um, all right. Well, now what do you want to talk about, Quinn? Stage 12. I mean, this is the, this is it. It's the finish line. Yeah. Like you said, 170 K to go yep. to the end of this race and the checkered flag for everybody. And can you imagine the just sense of relief around that checkered flag tomorrow for yeah. everybody to feel? I mean, they still have, yeah, 326 kilometers to ride total. So reasonable, uh, reasonably long liaison and, uh, anything can happen, right? These bikes still have to keep running. They got to, they got to make it to the, to the finish line. And yeah, you know, but right now I see, uh, you know, American Ricky Brabeck is, has got this thing pretty well handled as long as he can ride this last hundred or so miles and follow Ross branch in. I think, uh, he doesn't have a, a ton to worry about except for obviously mental error or mechanical which there's plenty of time for that still, but mm -hmm. it's looking good for everybody. I'm excited to see how that second place race shakes out. I think yeah. Adrian Van Beveren is hungry and wants second place. I think that other step on the podium is something very valuable to him. And I think Ross is going to have to fight really yes. hard to keep it. Adrian's going to be running loose and fast tomorrow. And mm -hmm. so I think Ross can't just back off and ride it in. Yeah. Don't uh, put your popcorn away yet. Boys and got girls. It's a party still. Ricky in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. So Adrian, you know, it's a chance that Adrian's going to reel in Ricky and, uh, pull him along, you know, try to, try to catch Ross. So Oof. it, uh, still, still going to be exciting. Still uh, has a little tense, tense a in little shoulders. Tension. Not as but, much as last year. Remember if you, last year we were going into this race with 17 seconds separating the top two competitors. So, and they yeah. were teammates. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they were just like the whole team was looking at him like, please don't hurt each other or yourselves. We want both of you to finish. Right. So great racing today. Great insight from all our contributors. Thank you so much for sending us stuff in. Yep. Thanks, Quinn, for showing up again. Hey, no problem. I made it. I made it one more time tomorrow. Just one more day of this. One more day. Tomorrow. I know uh, my family's happy. This will mm. be over. Yeah, my family's used to not seeing me now. Yeah. They're not going to be happy when I get back. It'll be like, oh, <laughs> forgotten how big of a pain it was when you were here. <laughs> it's easier without you. <laughs> it's easier when you're not here in the morning. Causing problems. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Thanks Check to in all tomorrow. our sponsors again. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Climb, Climb of Husqvarna course. Motorcycles. Yeah, you're getting good at this. Yeah. Who else we got, Jesse? <laughs> you got nervous. You I failed. forgot. I put the list over here so I can just see it. I can't even see it from here. I know. I don't want you talking about sponsors. <laughs> Rally Navigator, thank you so much. Again, uh, we're going to have an extended cut of Jake Argerbright's Navigation School overview we're going to post that on cycle news's um story just by itself so follow cycle news's instagram and social media accounts 
We also have Moto Minded for helping us out with chainslayer.com slash Dakar. Last day to compete there. Jump in, play fantasy Dakar. Giant Loop Moto, Fast Company, High Desert Adventures, JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Sign up for a February school. Mention Dakar Rally Daily. Get a special surprise. Nobody knows what it is, but it's special. Yes. Taco, work. <laughs> Taco Moto Co. And Peak Design. Thanks, guys. Peace out.